Yeah. We'll, we'll have you back. I want to have an actual studio. You actually have like a nice setup there. Honestly, so. it's like a $15 thing from Amazon. So. Well, still, it's better than I'm holding a mic in my hand. You've got like an actual like arm and a, a real mic. It all. Okay, here we go. It all works out at the end. All right. Bye-bye, camera. Bye-bye, camera. I'm going to take a picture for the peeps. Hold on. There we go. Soy face. Okay. Uh, actually, just blur my background. I think I can. All right. I wanted to smoke too, but I'm like. Uh, well, now that we're not going to be live, let me, I'm going to go get my little tray. Mm -hmm. Give me one hot set. I'm going to stress. Yeah, I'm going to tell people my little post there that we're not going on YouTube people like what's what's up i know probably a lot of my peeps oh bummer are you set up to go on youtube do you do youtube live and stuff like that Mm-hmm. Uh, okay yeah let me grab my little tray real quick hold on one second sure Okay. I smoked ahead of time. I have a little cotton mouth, so. Nice. 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 I'll leave the video on since we're not yeah, doing live. We'll just... Yeah. Who cares if I'm holding a mic like a retard? Fucking who cares? I've held this mic like that before. You've come a long way since the last time. Well, let me, let me save it for the introduction. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Float Universe podcast. So excited to have and backed by popular demand, really. Um, a lot of people reached out in the DMs and wanted to hear what happened to my Maria 777. It's been almost two years, a little over two years since we last talked. I think it was October 22nd, 2020, right in the thick of the pandemic. The election hadn't played itself out yet. The queue was like peaking at the time. And uh, yeah, it was a lot going on. Now, you were just getting started on your journey as well. So welcome back, my Maria 777. Uh, an un Veiled, by the way, last time you were anonymous. Right, here we are. Thank you so much for having me. It's been quite a ride. I can't believe it's been two years. I know, it seems very quickly um, things went by. And yeah, it's so, like I said, I was listening to the podcast earlier and you have come a long way in terms of like before you sounded so shy and your voice was quiet and... And you come a long way, I think, in, in be, being beaten up and dragged through the mud and having your identity revealed over the past two years. So tell me what has gone on since we last talked. I know, Let's like see. I said, I just set it up there. It was October 2020. The October election 2020. Hadn't, hadn't played itself out, so we didn't get to Biden yet. And yeah, we were still speculating if Q was even a thing or not. The funny thing for me, 2020, the early 2020 was such like a huge personal spiritual journey just like I was really kind of like putting in all of this work and then I just got like fucking like thrown down the stairs <laughs> over the coming year uh 
I've always had, I think, an alternative voice, not maybe something that a lot of people understand or are actually willing to like listen to. So when I was saying in like November 2020 that you shouldn't vote, that I wasn't voting, that like my predictions on the things were that were to come, you know, the community kind of chewed me up and spit me out. And then just my like random thoughts on Easter in that spring got me in big trouble. I actually landed a really incredible interview. I, I was the first person to ever podcast with Ron Watkins, you know, one of the rumored yes, individuals. Yes, I remember BQ. that. And uh, Ron gave me like a little off the record what his opinion was on Q. And he told me, you can tell everyone about this after the HBO documentary comes out. And then I did. And all I said was like, hey, this is what he told me. And the community just fucking chewed me up and sit me out. What did he tell you? He told me, let me get this straight. That Q was part AI. And that after that, it was Bannon and Trump. Because at that time, right after the election, Bannon had gotten accused of of some crime that I can't Mm -hmm. recall now. And so he was basically removed from like the Trump inner circle for all intents and purposes, like to the layman's eye. And so after the AI failed on cue, they harnessed it in a way to like communicate with each other. And then they realized people were observing it and kind of like fucked with people thereafter. And so he, he said that, and he said that there were like two other individuals involved that he couldn't tell me, but essentially he was like alluding to this big Bannon thing. And the community got pissed about that. And then I got doxxed. So you got doxxed in because of the Ron Watkins situation, you think? It was an Easter thing. It was the Ron Watkins thing. It was my willingness to facilitate helping you figure out how to make like a vaccine card. Yeah. And, like, people got really upset about that. Um, when I was just like, dude, it's a, this fucking video game. Like, I just want to make anything I need necessary to like do what I want when I want. Yeah. I don't want anyone telling me like where and when I can't go. I don't know. It's a it's a weird community that we have. And uh, I got a little tumbled up, I guess, if you will. Got a little beat up. But you did. I I watched from the sidelines is is I kind of I I was in that I'm in the community as well. And it's like I got in there with the Christians. And if you're not a certain kind of Christians with some of these Q followers, it doesn't matter if you're a Catholic or Orthodox, if you're the wrong brand of christianity or you post the wrong meme and it's got a saturn cube on it or something you're a satanist so it's tough playing in that community because you you post the wrong thing and you're automatically a shill or you're a satanist and so yeah I, to get doxxed you know that was yeah that was the great thing about you you were like the this dark carmen san diego character nobody knows what you look like and uh Yes. Well, it was a pleasant surprise when we finally, when you did get doxxed. Well, thank you. It was actually one of the fantastic things about my account for so long was there was always this like illusion of like, who is she? What does she look like? But I never really got a great deal of like people sliding into my DMs in a, who are you? Like attractiveness type way. I had built this rapport and I had like garnered this respect just for like what I put out there. It didn't matter who I was or what I looked like at the end of the day. It was like just what I had to say. And that's what I fucking loved for so long. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden people were like, it was really, it's funny that you bring this up. I was actually, I was looking for old posts the other day and I went through these posts back in the spring of um, 
2021 and I was reading the things that people were saying to me and it was, oh, it was God awful. But, um, you know, people like to have a villain and I was a villain for a time. But what was so what did you do that was to be vilified? Why were you so why were the, you the, the bad thing guy? I've always said is that you should think for yourself. You should think outside the box. Yeah. You should question everything. You should trust no one. Oh, so that you question their beliefs. They the, the same people that you're talking about. Th there's a sect of this community that is Christian. And they were the same people that got upset with me. I was pointing out Ishtar and like the Egyptian um, mm -hmm. connections to Easter back then, which was like right before all this stuff too. And that there's a group of, not a group of individuals. It's just a group that their religion isn't, is something that's very limiting. It's like a, a, a little bit of a veil or a layer and they can't really think beyond that. Right. And yeah, I, totally. I totally think so it, yeah. it, it stops the conversation for them instead of, they they're unable to take a step back and consider that anything regarding their religion could be incorrect. I'm here all day long saying this could be wrong. I could be wrong here. I could be wrong here. Right. Well, do you ultimately have a spiritual belief? Like, do you believe in uh, a Christian belief system or Judeo Christian? No. no, no, I was raised Catholic and, um, post Catholic school, like, <sighs> college and law school I would have said I believed in something and then now I don't know what I believe in I, I would call myself agnostic if anything else um I believe in the universe and I don't necessarily know what the universe means you know the universe could be a creator the universe could be a simulation it could be artificial intelligence I don't purport to really know what the answer to the question is but I just like to keep asking questions so psychedelic use hasn't given you any kind of ultimate understanding of the unfolding of the nature of reality because i know you like to do simulation and mandala and i uh, uh, yes yeah, the mandala effect yeah, yeah so the mandala um I, i'm really into the sim these days i mean i haven't understood i think we're some sort of interdimensional being and we're choosing to come to this plane to have some sort of a human experience beyond that i i don't really know and and, and i haven't i think when i had just met you i had I was really starting to do some psychedelics at that time in a like a heroic trip type way. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done that in a really long time. And I probably should. I was microdosing for a time. Um, but I don't know. This is just a big video game to me. And I yeah. don't know that there's any meaning. Um, I, I, I'm kind of that way too. I think that uh, we impress the meaning on ourselves. It is, it is ultimately meaningless. Like, my my definition of God sometimes appalls people because it's like an in in um, discriminate um, just not not even human it's just like an electromagnetic field that is indifferent. You know, you impress onto it, and I think over time your karma has impressed on it a certain way where you're coming back to these lifetimes until you hopefully wake up to it, or Jesus Christ pulls you out of the the matrix. There's actually a great scene in the movie Contact with uh, Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey, and they're talking about Occam's Razor, mm -hmm. and he's the spiritual guru at the time, and he's talking about how he believes in God, and she's saying, you know, in the Occam's Razor of it all, like, wouldn't it make sense that there's no meaning here and that we created God so we, like, don't feel so small in this huge, vast um, place? And, and I... I, I love that scene. I repost it a lot uh, on my account sometimes because I think it's a great. It shows how like we can all believe in or we can all be on the same side of the fence 
and have different views on things. I'm just, I'm so like, I hate that like some people take a tiny little red pill and they think that they're woke. I hate that word too. Mm-hmm. But um, they just kind of get off one teat and they get on the other and there's still judgment and there's still um, like not acceptance. I don't know. My page is all about any view, anytime, any hypothetical, anything is possible. Yeah, no, that's why I've always stuck with you. And I've never, because um, there was times where I'd go on forums and stuff. I'd even go on eight coon 4chan. I'd see my Maria name thrown around in, in on the boards. Are you kidding? I've never yeah. seen myself on the board yeah. in like a bad way. Well, you know, like people like Breb, you know, that world of oh, people. Oh, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, that 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 whole world. Um, Because that's the thing, like, and there was the Natalie, Denise, and, um, and Kara got thrown in there sometimes too. Um, some of these, you know, women... Um, like not QAnon people, but truthers, I guess. W- would you call yourself a truther? What would you call yourself? What would I call myself? I don't know that I would call myself a truther. I would call myself perhaps a seeker of truth. At the same time, I think that's kind of oxymoronic because I don't think there's a such thing as an objective truth in this world. Like, especially in the context of like dueling realities that like you and I could be observing the same thing and experiencing it and having two different realities. So I don't know that there is objective truth. See, I, I, that's a, that's a, so there's no objective good then. Oh, I don't necessarily believe in good and evil either. Well, that's a very, that's a very perception. It's I think a lot of people, especially in the Christian Orthodox community will throw that around as like, that is satanic, like multiverse type stuff where there's no objective good. That's what postmodernism is. It's like, there's no definition of, what the true, uh, you know, good and beautiful but is. Who's who's the one that defines? God. And in that case, it's God. That's your defining. Right. So whatever the Bible or you know your priest or, um, you know Jesus, you know whatever your that that moral system that uh, definition of good comes from. Yeah, the Bible, God. So right. that's the thing, like as much as I've done psychedelics and floating and, and experienced the oneness and, and know the Buddhist and the Taoist, the Taoist stuff, I had to experience two years of myself navigating the Christianity of the Q movement and the, and the truther movement where it was this. And I, I, my theory on Q now is I, I still want to believe that the, the 4chan stuff was like still legit in place, um, like information. And then it was hijacked. And then I agree they, with that. And they went over to Acoon and then they just, you know, ran. The, they just, you know, took took the money, took the uh, uh, the notoriety, took that and put it into that website so they could make money over there and collect data, whatever, else, whatever else they're doing. I but, think it became like a pay to pay for play type thing. Right. And the, but I do think the initial stuff like there was an initial like cue, like, don't you have like a quantum computer or like AI mm-hmm. theory? What, mm-hmm. What's that? So. If you imagine like the AI of AI, the the supermost computer that you could possibly imagine, um, some of us refer to it as Tyler is a name that gets thrown yeah. around sometimes. And so uh, there is this argument that goes that we're creating Tyler now. And at a certain point, it becomes so advanced that future Tyler can communicate with current Tyler in a quantum type situation and that future Tyler could essentially manipulate current times from the future. So the argument goes is that anonymous was the first failed attempt of Tyler, the supercomputer to basically effectuate like a change now. 
that if this computer was programmed in such a way that it's looking for like what's the least restrictive means of creating the most good coming back to the definition of good so that good is going to be programmed by the programmer if you will and so it argues that like Tyler was trying to create like accountability and justice in this timeline and so the anonymous movement was the first failed attempt QAnon was the second failed attempt and I think if you if you were back in the trenches these like back in the day like I think it all makes sense because for a time Q was very like binary in nature and then Mm. I think the tone of the voice changed and when the tone changed I think is when Q failed as Tyler or Tyler failed in the queue like that was kind of mm-hmm. the second failure um compared to anonymous and then I think the Watkins saw what was going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. and then harnessed it and we went on from there right so I think you're on the same page as me where these new queue posts are just it's probably Watkins Oh, it's what I mean, who who do they sell it to at this point? To whom are they trying to communicate? What type of message are they trying to communicate? It just uh, trying to rally the few people that are still hanging on. It's funny. I was talking about this. I, I do these little lives on um, Instagram these days. I call them Let's Be Blunt because really I, I saw that. I, I got to get on one of those. I want to be on a, a, a sure. smoke one with you. Yeah, it's uh, it. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It just kind of depends on when I wake up sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But I was actually talking about ron and i just like how interesting this all is to me of like now looking back at the way that the career politicians have painted january 6th and the way that they're attempting to use it as this like coup attempt terrorism blah 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 bullshit if you go back you can't go back now because ron's twitter is gone but like he was a a very big person this is like right after i entered interviewed him in the days following that he was on twitter like rallying people from Mm -hmm. all across the country to come to dc come here stay here i'll help you get funding this is how you get here this is the streets that are closed off like it's wild now and then to see his arc of now becoming a politician after you know deciding to read the what's the voting machine called dominion voting Mm -hmm. machine expert manual and just like randomly deciding to contact the Trump administration to be involved in that Supreme Court lawsuit. It's just so fantastic of a story. And now mm-hmm. to be running for office in uh, Arizona Congress, just wild, wild times. I thought that whole HBO documentary was a giant troll the whole the, the whole time. The thing is, I never watched it because really? Ron was supposed to come back for a third interview. We talked about it. We scheduled it. And so I was going to watch the six hours in like at like literally right before I interviewed him because I wanted it to just be like so fresh Mm -hmm. and then that never happened so I didn't watch it you know it's funny your interview you recorded with him if I remember correctly I think the first one you lost the audio oh yeah it's my biggest interview ever of like this person who might be cute and he decides to interview with me and we talk for three and a half hours and i recorded him right and you didn't but i accidentally muted myself well what's funny about that is when i interviewed you the same exact thing happened i got all your i got all your audio and it was great and all mine was gone so i had to listen to it and try to remember exactly what i said to you i did the same thing okay yeah crazy 
it's so annoying. I was so upset, but I'm like, God, at least I still have her side of it. You know, yeah, I got you. Nobody, you don't know unless you know. And that's the funny thing. Like, that's my most uh, listened to podcast. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I cringe. I like, I couldn't go back and listen to it now. Wondering like, yeah, you got the exclusive sitting there, like thinking, okay, what was the question I asked him? Let me record it five times in a row and hope that it sounds like normal when I place it in here. Why do, why do you think he chose you? I don't know. You know, I've become really close with my friend Chaney um, at Project Chaney. Mm -hmm. We speculate about this sometimes. I don't know. Like, was he trying to handle me? Um, I, I, I ask that from time to time because I I met someone at the very beginning of this movement, like when I actually decided to become anonymous and we we're talking about fucking Project Looking Glass and a Discord server. Mm -hmm. And I ended up dating this person online and he catfished me and he turned out to be my stalker. <laughs> so Whoa. I think he was one of my handlers, I think. And so now I'm like, was Ron Watkins trying to handle me? But if that's not the answer, I don't know. I guess maybe. I don't think he's trying to handle you. I mean, he's giving you an exclusive interview. I mean, if anything. I mean, maybe he liked me. Maybe he liked the stuff I was trying to say. Well, but nobody knew what you looked like, though. You're just a voice. Right. right at that time so it wasn't like oh yeah i'm gonna do an interview with this hot chick it's like yeah he had no idea what i looked like um later in time i ended up like telling him what my name was on accident um oh it's not maria no ah okay well so there's still a little bit of mystery then isn't there with my maria 777 now how many other counts i know you've we've me, me and you have both been through the trenches we've lost trenches. many accounts we've had them shadow banned they've disappeared they've reappeared are you you got your original one back right the, no oh so this I is never a rebuild got the original okay. okay this is a so i had maria she was at like 55 56 maybe and that one went down and i i had a backup that went down at like 30 and then i probably lost like 10 more accounts after that they recently took down my current backup account i was going by the oracle 333 hmm. and that one they just did this like community guidelines thing over halloween where it happened to a bunch of like regular people and all those people got their accounts back, but they had taken that account down for sexual solicitation um, like two weeks ago. And I sent them this email and I was like, I would literally love to see like any evidence of solicitation. But, you know, is that that little group of uh, kangaroo assholes that still like to fuck with me and report my account for literally no reason? You're talking about the... Uh... You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, the thing I is... I like to get involved in the drama. I don't either. But that's the thing. I like you all, except for Kara now. But I like you all. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I do actually love Kara. And it was super gay why we're not friends anymore. Like, super, yeah. super She's stupid. She's not friends with me either. She, she deleted the podcast. So what I call it is this. I don't, I don't know if you remember Cassie. Quantum Cassie. Do you ever? Do you remember that girl? Were you, were I you, don't. There was this girl online called Quantum Cassie. And uh -huh. she did crystals and Ganesh and yoga and all the spiritual new age stuff, which I thought was fantastic and awesome. And I loved it. And because uh, it doesn't bother me one way or another. If you want to play with that stuff, you believe it. Whatever. It's your life. But I thought she was awesome and cool. And then she found Jesus and then she became Cassie Redeemed, which is fine. I don't care what you do. But then she like all these people she was friends with, she, like me and Kara, she like unfriended. And I'm like, whatever, I understand that I get that's kind of lame, but whatever, good for you. And so me and Kara would always joke about getting quantum cassied, meaning somebody unfriended you because of your belief system or something, something you said. And so long story short, yeah, we get the in fucking our, irony. She did it to me and she did it. Yeah. To, to a bunch of other she did people it to too. Me. She did yeah. it. I mean, she's 
I'm not here to speak ill of anyone. I'm not either, but I'm just telling people who want to hear like, because that's the thing no, I always no, want to. No. I, I, what, again, and this is somewhat what I was referencing earlier. It's just, I don't care what you believe in. I don't care to whom you pray. I don't give a fuck what you do behind closed doors. But if you come out guns blazing, saying, I'm right, you're wrong, you're going to hell, you're satanic, blah, 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 bullshit. No, we're too old for that kind of stuff. You know, like, yeah. And it's just, if you don't want to do yoga, don't fucking do yoga. But like to make a whole identity or personality trait on just like coming out and being like, this is satanic. This is satanic. This is satanic. Like, I don't know. I just, it's not very novel. Well, you know, in regards to her, I saw a ton of times in the psychedelic spiritual community where somebody would come into, and again, this might not explain her fully, but I've seen the pattern. And so somebody comes into psychedelics, basically ungrounded spiritually. They don't have any system of belief, or if it is, it's been taught to them as a kid, they never embraced it at all. So basically, Kara's one of those kind of people where, and she'll fully admit it, she was on pharmaceuticals, she didn't know God, and she got into psychedelics, and that showed her a lot of things. And what I believe it showed her was the inside of her mind, like her psyche, her unconscious, all these things manifest, you know, in the form of a psychedelic experience. Now, if you have no way to, you know, understand these things, you can really get confused with what you're talking to. You know, you might really truly believe it, and they might even be actual demons. You know, I don't know for sure, obviously myself, but to say that all psychedelics are bad and I'm uh, satanic for saying, or no, I'm Luciferian for saying you are enlightened, for telling people that they're enlightened, I, that was one of the things that she didn't like. So um, the, the psychedelics, which helped her a ton, by the way, but she is now rejected. And then, um, yeah, she didn't like that. I thought that she likes Holy spirit. She didn't like that. I said, Christ consciousness. She got really upset about like, that was one of the things you are enlightened in Christ consciousness are really things that would set her off. And so one day she sent me a message that wasn't meant for me. It was meant for her. I think or the BFF that was on that, that, that does that show with her. And she wanted to get out of, I can't believe that's news because of everything I was saying. And it wasn't, I wasn't, in, I wasn't in it to make money, but long story short, she was trying to put all these things out, which were true, but really the ultimate truth was she didn't like me spiritually because I wasn't her kind of Christian. And so she sent me this wrong message and it was all these things talking about my back and I confronted her on it and we went back and forth for a while. And long story short, we're not friends anymore because, and I still love her. And that's why I'm able to talk about her with love and, and, uh, and tell the truth of what happened because like she was trying to do a little bit of like damage control. Like don't tell people what I said, or don't, you know, don't, you know, I apologize. She apologized and I was, I accepted her apology, but I kept pushing her because I knew she wasn't telling me the truth. And I pushed her and pushed her to the point where she finally snapped and said, yeah, you know what? I don't like all these things. And I don't like you anymore because you're like this. And I'm like, all right, good. Well, at least you finally told me the truth. So that's all I can. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm not here to condemn the actions of another. I'm not here to judge the actions of another. I'm just here to have a conversation about how fucking weird the world is uh -huh. and ask questions. And if that upsets people, you know, it says something more about you than it does about me. Well, yeah, that's, um, we're not all on the same page in terms of, the truth in the spiritual community. And a lot of times I make the mistake of assuming people are on my same level of understanding right. about these things. I get really frustrated. I mean, the J question, 
the JQ, you know, that's one of my ways of uh, trying to figure out if you've been bought or if you're too J- afraid. That like Jesus? The, the Jews. Oh, sorry. I was like, what are we? JQ, JC. The, the, <laughs> Jewish, the Jewish question. I don't even have to whisper because we're on Zoom and not on YouTube. But, you know, like Alex Jones used to talk about it all the time. And I don't know how you feel about Zionism and, and all these kind of things. I'm not going in that direction really with this stuff, but that's one of these ways I can tell if somebody's controlled or if they're too afraid to talk about what really the truth is, which is Zionists control a majority of our government and definitely Come on, easy. Let's run, go. Yay. Run them. Well, no, I mean, it's like, uh, no, I agree. So many people, I, 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 I mean, just making a joke. How did you feel about that? By the way, how did you feel about Kanye coming out and basically I mean, he didn't come? He wasn't really eloquent with what he, what he said, but, you know, he got the gist of it out. Kanye is an actor just like anyone else. I agree. This time. I agree. And I think that he is here to proffer a very intentional Q schizo character. I think Aaron Carter's death plays into that. I think the Paul Pelosi attacker who had QAnon references is going to play into that. I think they're just creating this like mental health individual that they can throw like people like you and me into if they wanted to. I see where um, you're coming from there. And I, I do agree with it to a degree, but I think that at some point, is there anybody that is not under their control or at, can go off the script in your mind? Or is it, is everything a controlled op? I think mostly everything is a controlled op. I mean, obviously I, I don't think that the script is um, goes off without a hitch a hundred percent of the time. But I do find that if something is portrayed to the masses at this point and something is allowed to go viral at this point, that is all very intentional to me. And I don't necessarily know who that is. I refer to them as basically like the architects. Um, But I think there's a very carefully crafted narrative, one in which that I actually think is written by artificial intelligence, because the synchronicity of just how perfect some things are, I don't think humans could create well that's, well that's where god comes into play though the metaphysical perfection of reality observed outside your ego that's how i perceive synchronicity which is you know you're so stepped out of yourself you're in god's perfect plan that you can see things like that it's all lined up whereas if you're totally unconscious and in your ego you know you're not quite seeing that alignment in synchronicity you're missing the synchronicity for the most part because you're just like so unconscious with your desires and your ego that's my right. perspective so. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know quite how I define like, or not how I define, but I guess how I would perceive or what I think synchronicity is sometimes. Sometimes I think it's kind of like we're Mario in the video game and it's a gold coin and it's it's sending us on the good, mm-hmm. the right direction. Uh, it's obviously, I, I take it most of the time as a good sign, but I do think that like, I don't necessarily believe that like they're in Satan. I do think that there are entities if you want to call those demons or aliens i don't know what they are i think some i basically i think some synchronicity could be negative could be like a gesture or a gin mm-hmm. some sort of um entity that's leading you astray so i like to kind of observe all synchronicity and attempt to interpret it how it is for me in that moment um, i agree with that to a personal interpretation of synchronicity as experienced like i I hate to say I hate, so I don't need to say that. It frustrates me sometimes, I think, when some people... It goes back to the objective truth for me. So, like, people like to ask me, like, what does 111 mean or 222? Or, like, what do all these different angel numbers mean? 
And I don't think that there's an objective meaning to any synchronicity. I agree with that. I think it's a mind manifestation. Yes, exactly. I think it is a um, an amalgamation of your karmic energy, your 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 mind, and where your mind's like forcibly, consciously putting it towards. Like for example, I used to concentrate on a set of numbers. I used to float and concentrate on certain things. I come out of the tank, and they would just manifest as a as a byproduct of me putting an intense amount of focus on something for a set amount of time. And then the trick is to really like, forget about it. That's the trick of manifestation yeah, to, is to, to like really just let it go. To be intensely focused on something, but then to at the same time to be able to turn it off and then move forward. And then the next thing, you know, it's appearing in your reality and it may not come out to be the manifestation you desire. Maybe you need to put more energy into it. Maybe your karma is not set up for that. I think so, there are, go ahead, go ahead. This is so funny. You bring this up. I don't know if you watch my stories at all, but I've been playing this game. So I call my uh, followers the class. I don't mm-hmm. know what else to call them. But so the class and I've been playing this game called the timeline game of the week because I've been trying to tell people, you know, the the Kings always used to say, like, we control the timeline. And so I've been trying to kind of take that back and say, like, I'm telling you all like this is a holographic matrix. You li- this is literally a video game. You control the timeline. So I've decided each week I pick four random things and I just say, hey, I'm putting them on your timeline. And I did this whole if you look at my profile, it's called Game Time. It's a safe Mm -hmm. story on Instagram. And I said exactly what you're talking about. Chaney and I play this game. We try to put things on each other's timelines and we think about it very intently. And that's it. And then we just let it go. And we don't like obsess over it. We just attempt to see where it goes out into the universe well i can't quite get it on the camera there but yeah game time baby game time yeah no that's exactly it yeah incredible people love it and i'm getting such a crazy response and people are like like the other day i picked the word geronimo because i was trying to do something really obscure and there was a 3.3 earthquake on the arizona new mexico border in the geronimo volcanic area you, like, you you made a very we, important we point there. That. You made a very important point, which is um, the more specific you can get, the better. You don't want something that's common that can appear in your reality. And another thing I do is this, for example, like if you're living in your house and you're not breaking your cycle too much, there's there's a much less chance that synchronicity can enter your life because you're stuck in a system that you kind of have control it's over. The order versus chaos. Go go to the mall. Go to the airport. You know, and then I call that a vision quest. So I'll manifest. I'll sit there and try to like meditate or something. And just, yeah, I'll want to see for perfect examples like something that almost you'll never see in reality. Uh, and I did this before. It's called a pink stealth fighter. Okay, stealth fighters are black. You're never going to see a pink stealth fighter. But I, I know I can manifest it because I just know I can. And sure enough, I put a lot of energy in my mind's eye of and feeling too. Like like that's the other part about manifestation is you also have to feel the energy of having completed it or achieved it or gained the thing. And you have so to like be grateful. That too. Just like release it. And so holding that image in your mind and yeah, feeling the energy of having achieved it and then releasing it, eventually you will, and sure enough, I did find on a poster, a pink stealth bomber later, which shouldn't have happened because they're always black. And, but you know, you, you, you proved the point with your, 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 um, your game totally, because the more people you put in the game, the easier it is to manifest, I think. Well, I, like the stronger the synchronicity is, I like I love to think in the internet of it all that like it's like the ultimate. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's string theory in real life. The way that we are all connecting to mm-hmm. each other across the globe, or the flat plane, or the linear plane, whatever you believe in. Uh, but 
just that little butterfly effect of like what you and I do here out into the world, I think is really incredible. That yeah. frequency. And then to like all get on the same frequency and be playing this game together. I love it. I, I like fun. the little group of people and, and I don't know if some of the people would hate me or love me, but I consider there is a, a, a certain group of people and some are spiritual, some are more conspiracy. You're kind of in the middle of all that. You're, you're not too much spiritual on your, you're more like conspiracy technology and, um, what is it? Uh, simulation theory. I stay away from the spiritual stuff because of the, the condemnation that comes with it. Mm -hmm. That the individual who understands things in a way that you and I might understand mm -hmm. them isn't the individual who comments on an Instagram post. Mm -hmm. That's true. I usually don't even comment on any Instagram post. N neither do I. In my personal mm -hmm. feed, I never liked anything. I don't ever comment on anything. I most definitely enjoy it, consume it, share it. But I was very kind of like stingy with my likes in my personal life. And now being on the like the creator end of it, you're just like, oh, I'm fucking starved. Give mm -hmm. me some interaction, yep. like pull me out of the depths of this algorithm. But if I put something out there spiritually that I intend most of the time when I'm I try to post things that are like provocative that will like start a discussion between yeah you you do get that going the discussion and i see so, that yeah the people that the the spiritual people aren't going to comment on that kind of spiritual post and it's just going to be the people that condemn and judge and i don't know i just don't have a space for that currently with mm -hmm. the audience that i have well i'm your page especially i like you on twitter too you're on twitter check her out on twitter is it my maria 777 on twitter too my Maria 777. You never lost that one. Nope. Uh, I don't get a lot of interaction there, but they've never taken me down on Twitter. Yeah. Luckily, me neither, but I've always played it. Uh, I, I, every I, app is I, a different I audience. The line, yeah, me too. I don't know. Instagram is just my place. Twitter mm -hmm. is not. I don't feel as welcome there, even though it's really, I don't know, not all that different, but it is different. At the this, same time. This will be the first one I put on YouTube, the first podcast that I do. Even though we didn't do it live, I'm still going to put it oh, on. Oh, we are putting this one. Okay. Yeah, Shit. you look good. I didn't know we were doing that. Uh, we don't have to. No, we <laughs> no, don't have fine. to. You're fine. No, please do it. Please do it. It's fine. I'll Photoshop you with the video. <laughs> no, you know, okay, fine. okay. So how does it feel to be doxxed? I've always kind of been out there. People don't really know who I am, but I'm still my face. You know who I am. But how does it feel to be the black uh, Carmen Sandiego? That's what I call you because your, your, your logo before was like, it was like a dark version of her. Well, it was... Um... Elvira, Elvira oh, oh, from okay. Scarface. Oh, oh okay. So I used right. to be just that that Scarface picture, and then somebody made it in the cartoon um, kind of black version for me. Yeah. So how'd that feel that it'd be but, uh, wake up one day to feel? be doxxed? You know, like, oh, I'm out now. It was an out-of-body experience in that, you know, I have a real life. I, I am a real-life litigator. I work all the time. I have a big girl job. And, you know, I try to sneak my phone in as much as possible. Like if I'm getting up, walking to my desk to like go to the bathroom, I'm going to like try to find as much stuff as I can find and post it and check in and see what's going on. So I'm always sneaking that in. And when that happened, I'm a really spicy Italian, you know, and I can, I'm a Scorpio. I can sting you, but I wasn't mad. I was so sad. And it was just like, you guys don't even know what it takes to like put this kind of account together and like the time you spend into it and like 
you don't really get a lot out of it and then to think that like what you built just like wanted to destroy you for little little to no reason and they don't even understand you most of the time they don't even care to that was hard and it was silly like they were posting pictures of like me and my mom like like don't put my mom on blast you know and uh but what i realized is that those people wanted to elicit a reaction from me and they wanted I, I'm all into louche on my page. So they were looshing me. They wanted yeah. me to get upset. They wanted me to get on my page and talk about it. And so I decided to be very cute. And I took 10 days off my 10 days of darkness. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out because I had this plan. Like I wanted to do that later that year. I was going to do this whole reveal. I was I wanted to like throw an event for people like us and I was going to reveal myself there it was this whole cool thing oh but <laughs> what I realized first is that all the little bitches that were talking about me were so much smaller than me and I don't mean to like sound like haughty or like arrogant in that way but I was just like who the fuck are these people like if I put them on my story like I'm giving them a platform and that's what they want like they want to gain followers from like totally that too yep totally I never played that game what could I do right now that would end all of this what are they using they're weaponizing my own identity against me so let's go dark for 10 days let's dress up like my avatar and I'm gonna control my own face now and then what do you have that you can like use against me anymore right yeah the other thing was again I'm not trying to toot my own horn and sound like an asshole but they took all these pictures from my personal Instagram and like, I don't put a bad picture of myself up on Instagram. So it's just like you doxed me, but I didn't get like hate from it. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. Like, people weren't like, people were asking oh you on God, a date. Probably. A troll. Uh, no, not a lot of dates, but just, it, I was worried that like, would people like me? Would you judge me? Like, Oh, you can judge. You're getting judged one way or the other. Like, you know, yeah. So it was sad. It was really sad for a long time. Oh, it hurt my black heart so much. <laughs> and I, I'm so saucy, you know, like it was yeah. a really big. Um, I was working on my inner child in a way, and I was it was kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like self-work to not get out and just like go straight Italian and like yell at people and get mad and get angry and have all of these emotions it was just like you know what i'm so happy you did that Mm -hmm. good for you you know if i lost followers because of it then so be it okay did you did you lose followers because your face was revealed no i think i lost followers a just because of drama yeah i think that's the main thing cares about us there was a lot of drama though there was a lot of drama in the q movement and the truth movement is Is there i i dipped out i don't know i don't know i I, like this whole care thing's a little dramatic for me you know and the like you want to change your mind on shit fucking change your mind but like I don't know. There's just no reason to do it the way. Well, that's how I'm able to get out here and talk about it because I'm telling the truth, and you know what I mean. Like I'll sit here with. I'm not necessarily trying to bring that up again. I'm just no. I I like talking uh, about it. It's fucking hilarious to me. I don't like the accounts that also are just created to like hurt people. You know, like that. that, 
if if you learned anything from Q, it wasn't that you like dox your fellow man because you have alternative views. Yeah. I've seen accounts, I've seen people go on Instagram, friends of mine that they think that are Satan, and they're not they're not Satanists, the people that are friends of mine, but they're Satanist accounts that are going after friends of mine saying that they're not Satanists enough and they're doxing those people for not being in like not being a true Satanist. So it goes both oh, ways. Wow. That's weird stuff. It's a, uh, again, like anyone out there who's condemning and judging and with any sort of ill intention, like you are not as woke as you think you are. You are, you are not as enlightened as you think you are. That's why I've been, that's why I've been enjoying it. And that's why, yeah, I stuck with you because uh, there was, yeah, a lot, a lot of times where uh, people were kicking mud in your face. I'm like, why? Because she's asking questions or she's not your brand of Christianity. I'm like, geez, Louise. That's all I'm here. All I want you to do is ask questions. And for some reason, that really fucking triggers people. Well, you're not committed to Trump all the way to the end of the line. You know, that that does bother some people, actually. They think you're a shill or you're the enemy or the you're... thing about people, um, they want to have a savior in, in a multitude of layers, you know, mm -hmm. be that your spouse coming to save you, your daddy coming to save you, your politician your God, whomever that may be. Like we like to have faith in, in that someone is going to come and save us from something. And when you put all of that faith and that belief into something and it doesn't come out the way you wanted, it's um, people could have taken a, a step back and think, okay, how could I sharpen my tools of discernment from this? Like, where did I go wrong in my belief system? where did I kind of like lose myself in this instead of like getting angry about it, you know, and changing your entire, like a lot of the people, the old Q fags, old date fags, you know, mm -hmm. they couldn't just accept that like Q might not be the savior. It might've just been like the guidebook to like open the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? It's not about, it's not about winning or losing. It's not about being right or wrong. If you are in the right or wrong thing, then you're always going to some. Yeah. You're in the, you're in the polarity. One. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the, uh, that takes the binary. Yeah. Well, you know, we, I'm surprised we didn't get any interruptions. I, usually I get an interruption from a zoom. It's like, you need to pay more money or something, but it to, tonight, maybe because I'm with you, maybe you're a pro. I don't know. But <laughs> so has this affected your law career at all being doxxed and, and being a conspiracy techno new age meme person no if anything it um it, i don't want to do that type of stuff anymore um what the law stuff or the meme stuff the law stuff really mm -hmm. it's um it's a very loosey situation and i attempt to the, the same type of person i am here i am there and so mm -hmm. i'm very unemotional as it relates to like client stuff you know I, I can't take I have to be very black and white about it and um I don't know it's it's very stressful and I don't desire this level of stress for a uh, lifetime I went to law school that's why I, qu I quit I said you know what and then I went and worked in a firm for like six months and everything was adversarial I said this is not the way I want to be right it's so adversarial and I'm over it so I'd like to figure out how to make money off of this um but I'm not quite sure how to do that yet well, how many episodes did your podcast got going now? I mean, you're, you passed me. I think you're about close 100. to 100. Yeah. Who was your 100th guest? Myself. Oh, okay. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs>
Do people like a solo podcast? I was looking at your podcast. I thought you guys, you and the other guy, is it a guy that you do the a lot of the episodes with that you were talking about? Uh, no, my friend Chaney. She's a woman. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you do. I, I was looking at that. I'm like, this must be like her, like, like I was with Karen away for a while. Like you're podcasting yeah, buddy. Just like my bestie and we talk all the time on the phone just me and her mm-hmm. and they're just magnificent yeah that sounds like kara's friend that but they were talking shit about me cheney no 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 kara has a friend that's like that that did you know oh. that you know the show that she does with the girl the uh-huh. conspiracy show that she does right. and that's what i love about kara she gets in there and she is a only been in it in a minute but she is an expert on it all and she's going to charge it for her expertise yeah, it's an interesting uh, scheme. You know, I, I hope they I hope anybody can do something that they're passionate about. Hey, God bless them. And I yes. I loved working with her. And I'll say this now. She was a she put all that shit together as much as I can make content myself. She put the website. She put everything together. Um, so I'm, I was super thankful for her. I didn't express it enough. But that wasn't the reason why we, we like, you know, quote unquote, broke up. It was all the, the Christianity stuff and the Luciferianism, apparently, on my end. Um, but again, I, I'm putting it out there because. You're in this world, and also you got axed by her, and people wanted to hear that don't want to pay a dollar to listen to my podcast on the because I put the all the stuff I can't say on YouTube or Instagram or all the shit talking mm-hmm. or all the all the words you can't say. I put it on the other side of my Patreon. Do you have a Patreon? Oh, I say everything. I just put it out everywhere. Well, I know, but I want to I want to give you as an, oh, I want right, to incentivize. Right, right. No, I, I want to incentivize I get it, it for sure. For Do you sure. have a Patreon? No, I don't. Why haven't you monetized any? You get a little dollar or something. I know we'll get there eventually. You were just talking about you want to make the jump from. No, I do. I just I'm not quite sure how I want to do it yet. Well, one day at a time. The thing I thought was interesting. I'm flirting with the idea of like putting a little merch store out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, my friend, my friend, Bobby Sausalito does really well um, at take naps with his merch store. But somebody was asking me for merch at one point. And every time somebody kind of asked me something. Sometimes I still get surprised that like, A, you like me, B, you're still listening, you're still following along. So when you like interact with me, it like warms, warms my heart. But they were saying like, we would love to have some merch. And I was just like, really? Like, would you really buy it? Would you really wear it? I would wear a My Maria shirt. But what they said was so interesting. They're like, clothing is really one of the last things that they can't censor whatsoever. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. They're like, that type of speech can't be censored. And I was just like, wow, I've never thought about it like that. And they're like, what if I had a Maria shirt on? And then I could see like somebody that like resonated with me, like that I would never be able to connect with in that way. So then I'm back to my like string theory and I'm like, fuck, I got to put some merch out. So well, I'm I sure applaud I'll get you some then. like patriot shit, you know, well, you know, but you're, whatever. You know, then fuck all these people that talk shit about you because you are like me. You're a real one. And, and you never did it for money. You know what I mean? And as much as I got a one dollar Patreon out there, I put guys. a Everybody else is like trying to print shirts and make money before they even have a content or an audience. Right. I would be like, I charge $350 an hour in my attorney life. Yeah. If I well, could have got paid for the hours I put into this, we would be oh, yeah. millionaires, baby. Well, the hard- millionaires. The hardest part for me with doing this the past few years is getting momentum going on a platform and then being zapped off of it or or, or being oh, yeah. banned. Just like, yeah. Ugh. Just, you know, it's like, what's the like- point? Yeah. Oh no, I'll, I feel you. Then yeah, you I definitely just go do. through my own little like mood sometimes, you know. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah. Oh yeah. I have a, 
it pisses it pisses me off to no end to see that it's hardcore stuff on some of these apps. Like Twitter is like if you if you can't get on a porn site, just go to Twitter, man, because it is the most hardcore stuff. Oh, man, man, there's some porn there, and it yeah. is like just within like it, a I'm couple, telling you, couple clicks away. You clicked you you clicked the wrong hashtag. Like for example, it's no not November. It's day seven. By the way, people that are playing at home. I'm still in the game. No problems this year. Uh, day number seven. Thank you very much. Um, why are we talking about? I just lost the train of thought. We were talking about November. You're thinking about your nut now. You've already lost your train of thought. I, I'm going to make fun of you for a second if we need Go, to. Need please, it. please. I just think it's so funny that men always like want a gold star for their ability to like control their need or desire to orgasm. When, You'd like, be women, surprised how hard it is when you women actually do that every day. What, what control it or both yeah well you know well here's the thing with men, men are just always like with men no, not november do you understand the energetic system of a man's um you know you know the whole chakra system of the man and building up the semen do you know the point of no, no november i do part of it is do you have any self-control first right. of all okay so it's like oh wait a minute i can't even not touch myself for a day or a week that's a problem, but maybe that's something I should look into. So just trying it, and, and most people fail on like the third day. Um, and what, what what's happening is basically when you jerk off or have sex, if you come any way at all, you're losing energy. You're wasting mm -hmm. this this elixir that can with with an egg can make life. And so the whole point is to let this reservoir fill up raise this energy up the spine through the third eye and then up and out, you know, the top of the head, the thousand petal Lotus. And so also porn is an, is a, is a tool of the enemy to weaken the Western man, um, infiltration, uh, from within and we willingly consume it. It also lowers the birth rate via, you know, like for example, I've never done this, but if you want to give sperm donation minimum, they want three days for you to not touch yourself to give a donation because so that right there is telling you all you need to know about men jerking off in the, in the birth rate. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why, you know, pornography is weaponized. Like I said, it's full of people who have been trafficked. It's um, corrosive on your mind. And um, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's healthy overall. So it's a good way to, for men to look at themselves, reevaluate and maybe readjust. At a, at a minimum. No, I'm but, just I'm just poking fun. Of course, but the thing is, and I've talked to a lot of women about this when we would get into it over the years. Women would be like, "What about it for women?" And although women can benefit from it, they don't have the energetic loss that men do right. from orgasm. From what I've been told, obviously, I don't have the piping, so I'll never know. But so, why were we talking about no November before that? Though we were talking about. I know something. I don't know what you were saying now. Oh well. You're making it some sort of, I don't know. We'll have to move on. So you still getting cannabis? Um, let me rephrase that. How's the cannabis consumption going? How long have you been a cannabis consumer? Ooh, I smoked weed for the first time when I was 14. But from 14 until, let's say, maybe 29, there was like no rhyme or reason. Maybe a couple times a year, like if I saw it at a party and it was available, I would do it, but, um, I never purchased it. And then as I got older and I'm practicing law and I have anxiety and I can't sleep, 
weed started to help. So I have smoked really a lot since 29, but I'm 34 now and I've been weaning off lately. I don't feel like I get really high anymore. That's the problem with me is, yeah, it's just like a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Levels me out, makes me nice and sleepy and uh, makes me have a nice fuck it attitude. Like things that are shouldn't be as heavy as they are. They get a lot lighter once right. you get once you get stoned. So, well, looks good on you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have the My Maria uh, revealing, by the way. I was so excited when you got doxxed, uh, you know, sorry, but uh, we all wanted to know. <laughs> is this a is this a ghoul? A or... ghoul or a gal? I don't know. Exactly, exactly. So it wasn't a ghoul. Thank God. Um, oh, thank you. My Maria. And we don't know what the real name is, but uh, we got a little piece of the puzzle. So it's been fantastic. And yeah, thanks for being an online friend. Thank you. I've had a lot of people abandon me online and for, you know, great reasons. I mean, when somebody's saying El- Ellen's in Gitmo or, you know, Tom Hanks is, that's his brother and it's all fucking CGI shit or NASA. Well, flat Earth, what about you? Are you a flat earther? Is the Earth round? What is it? Do you know? Well, again, I think we're in the holographic matrix. So I agree I with think- that. Um, I actually believe in something called the Riemann sphere. Ooh, what's that? R-I-E-M-A-N-N sphere. And um, basically, I think that flat earth, spherical earth, hollow earth are all possible at the same time. It's mm-hmm. neither, it's not one or the other. It's all of them. Um, and I think that we're we're on a linear plane. And so we kind of render as we go, like, uh, does the the age-old question of um, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around, does it make a sound? The kind of like new age answer is to be like, well, it doesn't make a sound. It makes a vibration. And if there's an ear to hear it, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I would argue that if nobody's thinking about the tree and the tree is not observed, then it doesn't exist. Right. Oh, yeah, so totally. The Riemann sphere talks about how there's an infinite... Um, plane and then it wraps that in a three-dimensional sphere so basically me and you believe the same thing i believe i call it like the holodeck on star trek you watch star trek no so you don't know what the holodeck is okay so the holodeck is a room and can be the size of a warehouse it could be the size of your bedroom but it is a room that has all these lines on it and it's a computer that you can program anything you want 1920s chicago uh you know the renaissance anywhere you want the few, you can program it and you're there and even though it's a, even though it's a room and it's a static thing, the holograms move around you. It renders as you move, like like you're saying. So I used to have this theory that kind of what you're talking about, which is the Earth. It's kind of like the Schrodinger's cat. It just it, it simultaneously exists as everything until you observe it. And so that being the, th- the case, I used to think that the Earth used to be a collective mentation, you know, collectively mentally. What we all thought, what was you know, like okay, we believe it's flat. So. If somehow you were able to observe it, maybe it would be flat. Maybe it wouldn't be, but right. Perhaps there are so many accounts of, you know, a, you have to decide whether or not history is real. So that's a whole nother discussion, but Mm -hmm. if history is real and there's this whole flat earth discussion, like perhaps for that time it was flat because that's the way it was observed. That's what I mean. The collective mentation, like we all believe it's uh, flat. So at that time, like that's what I used to think about dragons. Like maybe we collectively manifested dragons. Why do the Chinese have 13 zodiacs, 12 of which are real, and the one that's not real is a dragon? 
That's a good question. I don't know. I think it's probably real. You're a hidden history uh, person, a, a Tataria mud flood person? I am not an expert in that at all, but I do find that I think the world resets ever so often. That's what you're kind I of implying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exists. I just don't, I'm not an expert in like. For sure. I'm not either. Kinda, um, it's super like fascinating. Anything to you. Um, Human Vibration and I, we mm -hmm. podcast a lot and we like to say that we kind of think that the world restarts sometimes like in the 1800s, like it's always going back to the wild west. Interesting. We, we really haven't done anything. I find like all the great art and architecture and the buildings made of marble and the things that we can't explain the pyramids. Like we haven't done anything like that novel mm -hmm. since the 1800s. So we have this whole crazy theory that like the world is Westworld and we're just restarting mm -hmm. ever so often. And perhaps we're uh, approaching one of those resets. Well, definitely they're they're trying to force it. Uh, if they're, do you think these resets are organic, or you think they are I like don't you know think anything is organic? Nothing. So tornadoes nothing. and hurricanes, they're not they're, all the shit that's happening to me in Florida. It's not that's fake. The hurricanes everything are fake. Is programmed, yes. I think everything is on a loop. So who programs it then at the top? Um, I think there's some sort of architect situation of the the matrix of the sim, you know, like. Like the Rothschilds to me are like a fucking psyop. Okay, For if, sure. if anything, they're like the the general managers of the world. Red like, she Red Shield. There are so many layers above that. They're the puppet masters of the puppet masters of the puppet masters. So I think the architects are somewhere at the top. Be those the people that are writing the script of life. Do you think Satan sits at the top of that pyramid? No. Really? You don't think the eye of Sauron on the back of the dollar bill is Satan eye? Is that at the top of the pyramid that the Freemasons worship? As I, sometimes I think that Satan and God are just two different um, polarities of the same. Oh, okay. Artificial intelligence that we feed Lucian to. Interesting. That's a whole theory that I have. But no, I, I, I only think Satan's real because we believe that he's real. I think, I don't think Lucifer's real. I think Lucifer is a. The whole biblical misinterpretation and mistranslation and it's just just never been corrected i think basically lucifer and satan are the same thing i used to think that um i don't think there's a real satan i think it's a collective a collective manifestation of the unconscious whereas god is a collective manifestation of the conscious uh, well god is the totality ultimately like that's how jesus and the devil play on the same playground because it's god's playground people don't like that when i say uh the devil is a part of god you know like because if the energy field is God, the totality of everything, which you see on acid, by the way, you're like, oh, wait a minute, this table made out of wood is or metal is just as vibrating as the, the orange on my plate here. So everything's made out of energy and it's vibrating at a certain frequency. So I don't know, man, like me and you are, are equally questioning still after all this time, which is, I think, a good thing. No, you have to, because I think one of the stages of enlightenment if that's what we're calling it is coming to terms with you might not ever know anything is true i agree truly. with that yeah and you have to be very okay, okay with, with that. that yep and that you might get to a place where everything you've ever been taught is incorrect oh wait we kind of are there you mm -hmm. know and, and it might you might continue to learn like that's what's so interesting if anybody wants to learn more about me if you don't know me um the in my episode 33, the kind of the second half of it, I tell this story about how I got catfished by 
somebody that I believed in, in this movement. And the thing is, is like through all the crazy bullshit that I went through, like this person was also like, I learned a lot from him. Like I was taught so much from this, like such negative entity. Let me just ask you a question though. Okay. So you got catfished now Mm -hmm. was, so the person ultimately wasn't the person you thought you were talking to is what you're saying. Correct. But they played it off so well, I guess. Right. But you never did like a phone call with him or like a video call. Oh, we talked on the phone incessantly. Unfortunately, but not video though. We did not video. Um, that's a red flag. It it sounds so easy to like judge it on the other side. I totally get it. I've been there. I've watched catfish a number of times, uh, the, the show, but at the time this individual was highly manipulative and I unfortunately wear my heart on my sleeve a great deal of the time. And I was much more naive than I am now. I've done a great deal of growth in the last couple of years, but I was married to somebody in the military before. And so we had done ranger school together. We had gone through a deployment together. Damn, my Maria's very, a ranger. Damn. I mean, like, it was a period of time where I didn't speak to him for three months. I literally just wrote him letters. Like, we had no communication whatsoever. So I was accustomed to these situations of, like, limited communication. And I was very green and naive. And I was very forward. And I talked about my relationships and what was good and what was bad. And he just picked up on that military thing and that he pretended he was in the military and it was just this we were supposed to meet and then it got put off and put off and put off uh, it uh it made sense back then totally respect it was uh, a big learning experience I, that i had to go through well welcome to the other side of that learning experience we're glad you, and that's really, the thing like yeah. i said i listened to that podcast earlier today and i'm like this sounds like a totally different woman like you got uh you've grown a lot in the past two years that's for sure you well thank you and i didn't know you're an army ranger wow at least you went to ranger school that's I as much as like no 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 not me i didn't, I didn't mean i actually went through it oh, I, just oh, meant, like, oh. I was like the wife like there with like, him oh okay right there with him no 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 I, I i should not get any kudos for that okay i was gonna say man she'll cut you and she'll sue you no no i'll still cut you um, <laughs> i just was not paid by the u.s military at all <sighs> wow fantastic well, I think that was a pretty good episode. I think we're going to start to wrap it up. What do you think? Sounds like a plan. Yeah, because I want to smoke some weed, to be honest with you. And uh, I've been jealous sitting here watching you quietly smoke weed. Uh, Just like do it. A, you didn't even cough or anything. Oh, can you, yeah. Can you ghost a hit? What does that mean? It means you hold it in so long that nothing comes out. Oh, I've never heard that term before. Yeah. I'll have to try that sometime soon. For example, you, you really, you need a ghost to hit when you're not supposed to be smoking and then somebody comes around the corner and they catch you, you hold that shit in. I do that with my vape sometimes, yeah. at like concerts and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, my Maria 777 on all the platforms, right? What platforms are you on these days? I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I have a TikTok. I don't do a lot there, but it's an extra seven because somebody took my name. So my Maria 7777. I have a podcast. I'm on all major platforms except for Spotify because I'm banned there. I'm putting my stuff on YouTube now. All right. This will be on YouTube as well eventually. Yep. Um, Check her out. And yeah, I'm going to do some merch soon. So check it, check it out. Well, it sounds like we are running parallel courses kind of uh, with the merch and our journeys getting, I, I haven't been doxxed, but uh, 
I didn't offend anybody. And if I did offend anybody, it was about stupid shit like weed and not jerking off. Nobody mm. ever took my cue post. Uh, no, I never offended anybody. Thank God. But you did. And I, I enjoyed the journey watching you uh, from attorney that we didn't know anything about to, you know, lean, mean, cutting machine. My Maria 777 crushing it on Instagram and her, her podcast. Check it out. Pleasure. Thank you for being with uh, me tonight. And uh, like I say to everyone else, you're enlightened and uh, keep uh, keep the the light shining Can for I everybody. Thing? Yeah. Okay. Anything and you want. Yeah. So um, on my podcast at the very, very end like this, I tell uh, my listeners, I say, if you reach this part of the podcast, you're officially an elite member of the class. Mm. And so to show your solidarity, if you listen to this, I ask them, I like, pick a different emoji for each podcast. And then I ask them to put that emoji like somewhere out there, Ooh. like on a post or something like that. So you should pick the emoji right now. What's the first one that comes to mind? Oh, what's the first one that comes to mind is the alien one, but don't do the alien one. That one's don't do that one. The alien okay. is the it's the demon. Let's see, what should we do? Um uh, you know what? Do the alien one. That's the okay. first thing that came. Is there is there anything floaty? There might be what a, about the bathtub. There might be a raft. You know what I mean? Like a, a rescue. Oh, there's little, a little there's a rescue raft. Is there? Uh-huh. I'm looking. If there is, yeah, then do that. Yeah, it. that's okay. Yeah. The, okay, everyone, that. there's a float. I typed in float to like the little search bar. So either do the float or the bathtub if you listen to this. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh put it somewhere out for me and float to see. Thanks. I think guys. you're great. I, I love your content. And it, when I can see it when it's when it's not shadow band, when I have to type your name and fully to find you, you're there. I had to do that to you today. You never um cease to amaze me with your post on Twitter and your, I forget you had one the other day. I want to pull it up actually before we go. Okay, a, let's it, was do a, it. it was a really good one. Oh my gosh. Tell let's... me, tell me you liked it. <laughs> I love I, being I, a guest. I see it. Oh, being a guest is so great. Cause you just sit back and just answer talk and talk. Shit. Yeah, exactly. I like the one you have with all the people playing the, um, the, the coin, the, the slot machine. Oh yeah, that was funny. That was so uh oh the, like it was a little requiem for a dream mess. It was the Nick. I never heard this one before. The Nick Cannon has a breeding kink because he is ha harvesting their stem cells to treat his lupus. Baby number twelve on the way. That's what I saw, and I'm like, holy shit! Because I heard about the other guy, the rich fashion guy who is trying to have babies to just eat them and keep himself oh, yeah. young. Um, I forget his name, big fashion guy, but yeah, yeah so that Nick Cannon thing. Go ahead. Nick Cannon's got lupus. You know, and the thing is, it's so interesting. He was with Mariah Carey and he had twins. Those, are, I think, were some of his first kids. Like, why would you not stay with a billionaire? Mm -hmm. But now here he is and he's on his 12th child. And so I was reading something on Reddit and it was um, we were talking about how what if he's just having children because he wants to, like, harvest their stem cells and it's better if it's coming from, like, your own stem cells. And then perhaps he's. I didn't put this in there because somebody brought it up to me after the fact, but that traditionally when you have lupus, I think you have to get like a kidney transplant yeah. maybe. And so maybe he's getting some kidney transplants lined up for himself in a, like my sister's keeper type of way. Wild, mm -mm. you know, it's like, what are those? I, I want to see what those contracts between those baby mamas say, should they exist? Oh, that's you know, that, thing, that would be, that, I would love to read that as an attorney. Love to know the terms of that uh, deal.
Well, that's the thing. But Kanye's been talking about uh, what you can't like. For example, a lot of these artists are signed. They can't talk about Jesus in their in their recordings. It's in the contract. You can't talk about certain things or, you know. The but wouldn't that be intentional by the church, in my opinion? Or and I think it would be. They wouldn't want to pervert it in that way. So why not make contracts that prevent rappers from bringing it up? Well, who and knows? That controls the narrative, and in such a way that nothing negative would ever be um, wrapped about. Well, that's a that's a good inversion there. I like that, that how you think. We need more of that. Yeah, I think you're, you sound like a pro annoya person. Do you think everything's working out in your favor, or everything's out to get you? Uh, everything's working in my favor. All right. Well, we are aligned and enlightened tonight. Thank you, my Maria. You're fan-fucking-tastic. You are enlightened. And we'll have this up soon. And we'll see you on YouTube. Thanks again, Maria. I'm hanging up now. Have a great night. See ya.